everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Wealth Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast. I can't wait for this one. This is one that I've been trying to get on for quite some time. Yes, you have. I know. And at the end of the day, Aaron and I are financial advisors that believe that you are your best asset. What does that mean? That's true. I always say that. What does that mean? It means that we really think that you are your best asset and to invest in what your passions are, what you get excited about is the key to your success and happiness. Maybe not really. But well, no, it is. It's it's fun as an advisor to be able to empower other people to use their money in order to fulfill their life and be excited about what yeah. they're doing. Um, a lot of our meetings go longer only because people get excited about it. We get excited about it. And we do too. So there you go. There's a commercial of uh, what Aaron and I do at Uncommon Wealth Partners. But today we're talking to a rock star. Yeah. The reason why she's a rock star, she's my aunt. Yes, she is. And the reason why I wanted her on the show is because I think there is... Uh, the normal is to retire and just sit in a chair, rock back and forth, and just get a re- reminisce about your life. That is the exact opposite of an uncommon person. And that's why we want Rayma on the show. Rayma, welcome to the show. Rayma Denon. Thank you, guys. Cannot Hello, wait. Hello. Cannot wait to unpack this because you have done the exact opposite. Where other people started retirement and started slowing down, I felt like you hit the retirement tape and sped up probably three times as fast as you ever were. Am I wrong in that? No, you're exactly right. In fact, to even be more specific, I felt like my whole life was on hold until I was able to be retired. I mean, I, awesome. I, I mean, I, I made money. Um, I worked really hard, you know, but that job controlled my life. It was rough. I mean, not that other people's jobs aren't rough, but, um, I mean, a few days after I retired, my son says, you should have retired sooner. I mean, I, I just totally changed. Right. And that's true. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, here's your bio. You have a son uh, and you were a nurse. Am I wrong? For how many years? I was an emergency room nurse at a level one trauma center for 5 million years. I don't even know how many years. <laughs> that's right. In Chicago. And there's like, oh, wow. there's like TV shows about this. So you were in the throes of it. So to say that you were like running a hundred miles a minute is no joke. And just dealing with the bureaucracy of, of hospitals and all that stuff, like it was a tough job, but here's the deal at the end of the day, like this, a podcast is not only about you, but it's also about your faith. And so if you're not a faithful person, if you don't have anything of it, you might want to skip this podcast, but I'm telling you, there is some gold in here because one thing that I really want to highlight for you, Rama, is your testimony and your walk and your journey of your faith. So when did that start for you? And when did things start changing? Because I've known you my whole life. Uh, but it wasn't just till recently that you are older, that you found your faith. Yeah. And I think that is what like catapulted you into like looking at life in a different way. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're exactly right. I had accepted Christ like 40 some years ago. Um, but the church I was attending wasn't wasn't feeling right for me. I went on a 
spiritual journey talking to 5 million people about, you know, their uh, religion, their beliefs. And I landed on new age for, I don't know how many years. Um, and it, I don't even remember. I guess I do remember, you know, how I got out of it because I, I was kind of popular and had, you know, I, I, I was in Reiki and mm -hmm. I was a Reiki master teacher for 20 some years, um, had quite a following, et cetera. But then, um, after when my stepfather died, I had met your mom and dad in Des Moines. We were sitting at a, a restaurant, uh, having dinner and I was watching and listening to Chris and Phil and mm -hmm. I got this whisper and it was, it's time for you to have a church family again. Wow. I mean, I'm going to get emotional, but anyway, um, so, you know, uh, my stepfather had passed, we got his apartment all cleaned out, came back home. Um, and that weekend I walked into Willow Creek in South Barrington. I texted Phil and I says, guess where, you, where do you think I am? And he says, I don't know, like Geneva, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I, I says, I'm in Willow Creek, and I'm sure that their mouths dropped open uh, because they had been concerned about my spiritual walk for quite a while with this Reiki stuff. And so literally from that day, I mean, I immediately went to a welcome dinner afterwards and da-da-da, da-da-da, had some leadership training there. I mean, God like put my life pedal to the metal as far mm -hmm. as my spiritual walk goes. Um, and that's, that's when it started. And that was like, you know, just uh, very shortly after I retired. Yes. So how old were you when you retired? Um, now that's a tough question. Uh, I retired like a year or so before I had to, or before okay. I could. Right. So I think, you know, 65 or 66, something right. like that. And then how old are you currently? Uh, I will be 74 in September. I love it. Okay. Uh, so oh, hold on. let's what? talk about this new age thing. Cause I think some of our listeners don't know what that is. What's yeah. Reiki? I don't know. Yeah. Reiki, Reiki new age. This okay, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I'm quoting here. It's called spiritually guided life force energy. It's like hands on healing, but it has mm -hmm. nothing, nothing, nothing to do with Jesus, but those spiritually guided life force words oh okay then i'll do that it sounds good felt mm -hmm. good lots of positive things happening to people when i laid my hands on them but there there is no jesus in that um and once i learned that um you know i stopped uh my relationship with ricky ended mm -hmm. wow and so you know, your journey with faith started around 64 let's just say like you're true like we're gonna yeah. go in yeah. And then, so when did, what made you go to Willow Creek? Cause this was before, if anybody knows anything about Willow Creek and Bill Heibel, this was before any of that kind of came out. Right. And so Willow Creek, I mean, was a church. And when I say like a church, it was a, a mega church. Yeah. It was oh. doing some amazing things. Like they had a dentist office in the church. Oh, wow. They had a mechanics garage in the church. Crazy. They had lawyers in the church. They had a thrift shop in the church. Like, I mean, it was a mega, mega. Oh, I'm saying mega, mega in yeah. Chicago, hard Chicago. They helped and, and they helped a lot of people. And their big thing was about leadership. I remember Raymond and I actually went to a conference. What was that conference called, Raymond? It's their annual leadership conference. It's leadership summit. Yeah. Summit, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it was awesome. We got to 
kind of hang out with some of the church leadership. Uh, a lot was going on. So what made you go to Willow Creek? Well, um, cause I was with Phil and Chris, you know, we were sharing a hotel room that, that whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, one evening I said to Chris and Phil, you know, I'd heard this whisper and this is the kind of church I'm looking for. After my looking around and not being satisfied with churches, I told them specifically word for word what I wanted in a church. And Chris says, it's too bad that Willow is too far from you because it sounds like that's just what you're looking for. You know, but them not being familiar with, you know, what's far here in the Chicago area. It's just like, (laughs) oh no, this this is a few minutes away from me. So that's, that's how I walked into Willow. Yeah. Kind of an intimidating church though, to go in. And the cool thing that Willow Creek did was they had section leaders. I remember this, right, Rayma? Yeah. So the, you, depending on where you sat, because normally when you go back to a church, you kind of sit in the general vicinity of where you always sit, which right. I think was brilliant. And they understood that. So they had like these individuals that would kind of figure out who the new people were that were sitting down and then they would kind of go and introduce themselves, make them feel welcome, maybe yeah. take them out to coffee, like pretty neat thing. Yeah. Um, and that's how you start getting plugged in. But not only is it intimidating because it's a thousand person attended church every yeah. week, but uh, so it was neat to see how God like really wrapped his arms around you in that time. And I remember just like talking to you every time I talked to you, Rayma, uh, from then on, I'm like, every time I talk to Rayma, I'm encouraged. And I feel like she points me towards the gospel even more. So, uh, it is so cool to see somebody's life transform after they get the Holy spirit on fire for the Lord. And Rayma, you are no exception. I would say you're almost like, mm, you're almost running faster, which is even more encouraging to me. Yeah. So tell me this, because I would say that, like, how long have you been divorced, Rayma? Oh, that's another question. I don't know the answer to. I mean, it was a really long time. Long time. Lots and lots and lots of years. I would even say before your son was, I mean, like five, right? Oh, yeah. Before then, before then. And and Kevin's uh, in his 50s now. So, yeah. Right. Uh, And it was one of the most, and I didn't hear any of the, like, specifics, but it was a horrible divorce. Oh. Uh, and, and the marriage, the marriage was very abusive. Yes, and then afterwards, like he put sugar in his in her tank to like ruin her car. What? Yeah, like just ridiculous stuff. And that was like maybe the tip of the iceberg of what how horrible this was. Wow. One and, thing and that yeah, he did that. He did that a whole bunch of times. Right. Uh, and so after you now have a personal relationship with Jesus, what was one thing that you were convicted of? Because this story has to be told. I don't care if we get anything else out, Raymond. We are talking about this. This is amazing. Well, um, he, you know, he had a really unhealthy lifestyle and he ended up with liver cancer and a bunch of other stuff. And my son called me one day and he said, you know, and my ex was always manipulative, wanting me to come back to him and nah, 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 nah. And so I, and Kevin says, you know, this is the real deal. Now he really is dying and he would like you to call him. And I says, you know, I'm sorry. I just cannot, cannot. Right. And I, he says, okay, I, I understand. And so in the following couple of days, I mean, I was considering calling him, but talk about throw up in the back of your throat. I was having mm-hmm. PTSD and you name it. I just mm-hmm. couldn't. And then right. all of a sudden, one day I was putting up the Christmas tree and I just, I, I guess I was convicted, you know, you have to call him. 
So I called Kevin, got the number, and I called him. And it was such a blessing that I couldn't recognize his voice. Because mm. had I recognized his voice, it would have been really difficult for me to talk to him. It would have brought up too much stuff. Right. So anyway, he says, oh, you know, come back to me. I says, wait a minute. I am calling you for one reason only. I want to make sure that you're going to heaven. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm going to heaven. I've been a good person all my life. I says, oh, that's man. not that, 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 that's not how it works. So I laid out the gospel for him, and he seemed to accept Christ. He said he accept, you know, he he said the sinner's prayer. He accepted Christ on the phone, and I thought, well, you know, maybe he's, um, you know, maybe he's just making that up. I didn't know if it was real or not, and so, and he asked me if I would go to his funeral. And I says, I don't know. I'll see. So I decided to go for to, to support my son. And um, then the after stuff, the meal and everything. Wait, so, so wait, we got to we got to pull back because I know this, but I don't know if our listeners would yeah, and pick this up. How many days after you talked to him did he pass away? Uh, less than a week. Yeah, less than I was. I remember it was like three to four days. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why, and I totally think that God shielded you from his voice because he was on his deathbed, and that's yeah. the reason why. Yeah, he probably didn't recognize his voice but praise the lord yeah uh, and so now we can go back to okay so you go to his funeral there you go sorry and and so somebody came up to me and said you know he was so happy about that phone call he was a different person after that phone call and so i thought well then maybe he really did and then um i was still going to willow i was back at you know um and it was about maybe two months, I don't know exactly, after his funeral, I was sitting in a service at Willow, and I heard this whisper, I answered your prayer. And I immediately knew, because all during our marriage, I had prayed that he become a Christian. Mm. So there it is. Isn't that amazing? Awesome. And so here's what a cool thing, because out of all the people that you would think that you would want to share the gospel with and make sure that he has an eternity in heaven would have been that individual. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. And yet you did. I think it just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Like thinking about all the wrong and hard times that he put you through. And yet you were like, Nope, there's one reason, one reason I want to call you. And how many people would have just looked at him and be like, if there's one person that needs to go to hell, it's that guy, you know, other than me. Yeah. I'm over right. here listening a lot. Cause I don't know you, Rainbow, but like I'll tell you right now, I'd have been like, no, right. You can go where you deserve. So Rayma, you are the most uncommon person that we've ever yeah. probably had this podcast because your uncommon comes from the Lord. I'll tell you that right now. And that's, and that's what I wanted to say, because that all of a sudden didn't come from me. It's like, all right, I'm yes. that, that wasn't me. That was definitely God. Yes. But you were obedient into what God was asking you to do. True. True. Yeah. Okay. So I now want to kind of fast forward this a little bit, not even fast forward, but all through this whole time, like you were starting to go to Uganda. You really had a passion for Africa through the church. Right. And so let's talk through like your journey with that, where you're at with it now and kind of like your passion. And I would say your almost full-time job <laughs> almost after retirement of just pouring into these African uh, community. Yeah. I've been to Uganda three times since I retired. The last time was last September. Um, the first time I went, 
I canceled a whole bunch of times. I was just so nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. I just like, I don't know if you guys watch Naked and Afraid. I thought, yes, yes. You know, that's going to be my life, except I'll have clothes on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and finally, one night, my son and daughter-in-law called me and they said, you know, and after I had canceled a whole bunch of times, they said, look, we know that you are supposed to be on that plane. And all go. of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got a vision that of that plane taking off and me not being on it, and it would have broke my heart had I not gone. Wow. And so, so you- then, so then uh, the flight over, I mean, it's 17, 18 hours, and, you know, by that time, I'm all bloated, nauseated, and exhausted, and it's just like, you know what? As soon as I get to Uganda, I'm going to get a flight back. I'm not even, I'm not staying. Yes. And so then as soon as we got there, it was the middle of the night. We're all exhausted and all that kind of thing. And as I'm not exaggerating, as soon as my feet touched the ground, I felt like I was home. I was in love. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It is, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And, and our team leader said, Rama, there's something different about you. What's happened? And I said, I don't know. You know, I mean, I was just, I was just, I was in love. I was even thinking about moving there the first night. I mean, it, <laughs> that's crazy. I was crazy. I, and I still am crazy every time I'm there. I just love it. I, you know, I'm supporting some kids, you know, through high school and college and yeah. one through nurses training and one with a bachelor's in business. I mean, you know, giving, and I've, you know, giving people a hand up instead of a hand out. I mean, mm. literally Uganda is my second home. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. You know, so t- I remember he- listening to you uh, talk about Uganda the first time. And I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't get two words in Ed White. I mean, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and your pictures, like you just look like you were glowing just yeah. with these kids and just like what God was doing through these kids, what God was doing through you. And like, all you had to do is say yes. Yeah. And a horrible flight, but still said yes. And then not only did you do it once, you've done it two other times after that. Yeah. And I tell you, and I led I led the team this last time. Never in my wildest dream would I have imagined that Raymond mm. Jean's gonna be leading the team in Uganda. I mean, that was unbelievable. And everyone that had known me, you know, through the first time from the first time commented I mean, I had so many compliments about how I had grown spiritually and how well I led the team. And it was all God, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, you know, I'm an old lady, you know, I got the back pain, one thing and another. And when I was asked to go this third time, much less lead, it's just like, God, I don't even know. I mean, my back, what about my back? Yeah. And I am not exaggerating. I, for two weeks after I said that prayer, I didn't have any back pain. So I went. Wow. <laughs> Um, I was over here and like amazed. Emily, like, you're hearing all this. right. So you get to like interact. I'm just like over here, like in awe. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> now I want to go through this because, like, Raymond, like you were running hard. And I mean, like, when I say hard, like you could only probably imagine as a listener of how much, like, just prepping for an international trip is one thing, uh, just prepping for the flight, even, but then now preparing a team for that at 73 like you got to be honest with you you kind of burnt out is that not <laughs> like your body was just like i can't take it anymore and you're just kind of on the tail end of coming coming back up, up of that but i do want to talk about that because i think as 
uh, as we kind of age and as we get retirement, I think it's such a perfect opportunity to then pour into other people, which you have done, Rama, and done it well. So well done, good and faithful servant. But at some point, your body is telling you something. And yeah. either you either take the signs or the signs are going to get you. And that's kind of what happened to you. So I wanted to kind of talk about your recent kind of health stint and maybe kind of what your realization was after that and kind of where you're at currently. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was getting ready, uh, you know, with the planning and all that stuff with this third trip, um, I had our, I had started a senior ministry and was leading that. And we had quite a bit going on then. And then I'm on another team. It's a healing prayer team at church mm. plus planning this trip that it was a lot. And as, and I have, I've pushed myself, you know, 12, 16 hour shifts in the emergency room, you know, all of that mm -hmm. craziness, push, push, push. And so, uh, about a year ago or a little less, I was introduced to a functional doctor. I didn't even, had never heard the word. And so I started going to him. I got this whisper, the woman that was going to him and told me about him said, you know, she was just talking about him and that kind of thing. And I got this whisper go so that you can serve others better. And now, uh, end of April is when I started getting all of these horrible, I got a viral, uh, uh, muscle in inflammation and it's led to some, uh, decreased vision and my ears are a mess and one thing and another. And he said to me, he says, when you came to me, I, you were, your body was just about ready to crash. Mm. And you know, I, and I did really well for months and months, but then, you know, I just continued to push myself as I just told you. Mm -hmm. And so then this happened. He says, I have pushed my body for too long, too much. Wow. So, you know, I've stepped down from leading the senior ministry. Somebody else wonderful is leading it. And, you know, I'm just doing the, the healing ministry mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's it's been quite an effort for me to say no don't yes. do that yeah you know it, it's still it's still an issue for me and i've and i've learned part of my reason for running like crazy is to prove that i'm not old mm. but i it's time to accept i am getting there right. you know and and live appropriately you know to honor god i love right. the fact that you're like 74 and you're like, I'm, I'm getting there yes you can tell you're related to my father but if you know my father, listeners, you know what we're talking about here. <laughs> I do think there's a lot of that, though, too. And so saying no isn't easy. So how have you transitioned kind of this new season? Are you energized? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you... Because I think I would be nervous if I were you. Like, you know one speed and it's full throttle. And I do think that God's gifted you with leadership skills. Like, even when you were doing this new age stuff, leader, <laughs> people yeah. kind of looked at you in this leadership capacity and nothing's really changed. I think God's blessed you in that way. So I think the, the new kind of challenge I think is how do you lead in a healthy position? And sometimes it is just to say no, which is not easy for, for, for me or you, right? Like it's just a, it's, it's a challenge, but I think that it can be done and I yeah. think God can be honored in it. So. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to be more calm Mm. Um, you know, cause I've had this vision of, you know, instead of being a leader with their head cut off, running on a hamster wheel, yeah. I want to, I want to be a really good listener. And, you know, with that comes some calmness, you know, and just continuing to, you know, my walk with Christ to be 
more and more and more, you know, for him to transition me into the leader that he wants me to be, you know, mm-hmm. and through that practice, through that, you know, constant communication with him, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's happening, but it's just, you know, I still have to say, uh, Raymond, what did you say yes to, you know, no, no. <laughs> That's so true. So true. Raymond, I got to ask, I know, uh, Philip knows you all this, but like, I'm always fascinated to hear, so you being a nurse in the trauma one department mm. in Chicago, I know you weren't like a big believer at that time, but like looking back at that time, all the trials that you had to go through to prep you for this stage in your life. Like, what do you think those were? If you, if you've ever thought about it. Yeah. I being a ER nurse in a tough ER, um, it was a good fit for me because my mom and grandma were tough, hard women. And so, and that's how I, you know, learned to be so, you know, like a warrior, you know, I can, I can take care of anything. I can do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So that it's a plus and it's a negative, you know, I didn't at the time I didn't learn to, you know, love myself more and take care of myself more. Mm-hmm. But so now I'm learning it on the tail end, you know, cause it's a, if there's something tough that needs to be done, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do it. I have to complement that now with loving myself at the same time and taking care of myself as God wants me to. It's mm-hmm. a, I'm, I'm still in school for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think seeing all those like horrific things as a nurse, what did it, I mean, to me, I'm thinking, you're like, oh my gosh, how did you get through that not being super close to Christ? Mm. But do you think it kept you like, and I could see the other side too, though. Like, how do you, these horrible things keep on happening? And then you're telling uh-huh. me that there's a, a God out there that could prevent this. Mm. So, like, how do you think that played a role? Well, when I mean, I would be really tired, really exhausted, and I would just say my prayers before I went to work and say, "God, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stay focused on you this time." Mm-hmm. And five minutes in, you know, some horrible thing was happening. And I had to run down the hall, and I and I lost. I wasn't able to stay in touch with him mm-hmm. during that. And I, you know, if I could go back now with my walk with him now, I don't. I'd like to think that I could. But it was it was just so hard to not be a stronger Christian mm. and running around, you know. I, I does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, here's a question, Rayma. What would you say to your younger self, like thirty years ago? What would you say to yourself then? Now that you know the experience that you have now. Hmm. You know, the heck of it is, is I wouldn't have listened. People told me to slow down, to sure. love myself and all those kind of things. But I, I didn't listen. Mm. And I even three years ago, I still wasn't listening and people were still telling me, mm-hmm. you know, it, it had to be this tough thing to happen for mm-hmm. me to pay attention. Right. You know, I, I mean, respect that a lot. That yeah, answer. Cause I like, agree. I get, you know, so I get a lot, I'm a meathead at my hobby and i like to lift a lot of weights and i always get these like old timers that are always like oh you didn't give that up i used to do that and i'm like oh stop like <laughs> you wouldn't listen to you yourself wouldn't listen to yourself when you were yeah. this age it's like but for you to actually admit like you know i wouldn't have listened yeah i love that 
Oh, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those truthful things. I guess, you know, you got to be true before you can um, heal, I think. You know, you really got to see the truth. Yeah. yeah, but that really shows the light of like why you're a good leader you are right now. Uh-huh. Because you're honest with yourself. And then like when you're talking to somebody that's maybe wired similar to you, like you're going to say things that they're like, oh, wow, thanks. Yeah. Like you get it. Right. Yeah, right. Thank you. Right. Okay. What's next for Rama now with all your life experience, amazing faith. What's the next thing? What's the next phase that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm still recovering physically and emotionally, learning more about myself. Um, the, our Wellsprings team, our prayer, uh, healing team, um, I'm going to be more involved and be able to just to focus on that and some aftercare groups and that kind of thing. I'm really excited about that. Um, so until God leads me someplace else. Um, that's going to be my focus because that program is growing immensely, you know, and we're, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's miracles, miracles just to watch the healing. Um, and maybe I will go back in May or June to Uganda. You know, we'll, we'll see if, uh, how the old, <laughs> how the, how the old body's doing. Um, yeah. and the rest of it, I'm just, you know, waiting on God to show me. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. Rayma, you're the best. I love you so much. Thank you so much just for encouraging my faith and my leadership and just being a huge source of wisdom for me. And I know our listeners. So if they wanted to reach out to you for any way, could you just give them your email? Uh, I don't know how many people will, but you never yeah. know. Uh, it's R-A-Y-M-A-444 at Comcast.net. That's perfect. Well, you've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Till next time, go finish hard and have faith. Thanks for being on. Thanks for listening. Thanks. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.